Welcome to the Vault Studios NFL Podcast, an Australian twist on all things NFL. The boys are cracking into a nice cold beer from Burnley Brewing. Let's join them. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, J.A., and I am joined, not on video this week, but I'm joined by the great man, Richard Garraway. How are you, buddy? I'm good, mate. How are you doing? I'm good. It's We've had a couple of weeks off. Um, not intentional. We, we just uh, got super busy all of a sudden and uh, a couple of uh, podcasts fell through with various emergencies and things happened. So apologies to everyone out there that's missed us for the last couple of weeks. We have certainly missed doing the podcast, but we're back. We are almost or a week and a half off the NFL draft. Um, if you guys didn't tune in to the college football podcast last week, the first on the Vault Studio the boys, Will and Kempe, doing an awesome job. That was uh, that was good. Richie, you know how much I just don't care about college football, but even I had a listen and thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, that's good to hear. Maybe it's the, the turning point, initial introduction of you getting into college football. I hope so, because you can watch it on Sundays our time. It's just I so know. good. I know, I know. But, you know, it's just, I guess I the, what I enjoyed about the podcast the most is that Kempi just hates every player in the draft. <laughs> yeah, he's an angry man, isn't he? Just, he I loved like it. <laughs> I loved it. He hates. He hates everyone. Justin Fields is crap. <laughs> like anyone, <laughs> just everyone. Well, what I wanted to ask him was like, who would he draft? <laughs> uh, like, by the sounds of it, I I got the feeling he just wants to draft all the offensive linemen, even though he wants just trade back, trade yeah, back, trade back, trade back. back. Here's the key to the draft. Don't draft anyone. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it was terrific. The college uh, podcast, first one at the vault, the boys at CFB or college football down under um, did an awesome job and, you know, really excited to have them on board. Um, quickly, obviously we're not, no video this week, guys, just the um, the podcast, just, just so we could get one recorded because, you know, our football season's ramping in, Richie, and we've decided to coach together, back together at last. <laughs> yes, getting the band back together again. I forgot how much work it was coaching properly. Um, we're learning that. We're just trying to get our schedule right, but um, we should be back right for the next couple of weeks. Next week, we will have our draft preview. Boys from the draft show, from the college football show, will be on as well. We'll be talking all draft next week. Um, pr- predicting some picks and stuff like that. Um, thank you to our great friends at Burnley Brewing. Absolutely love your work. Um, we are in the middle of the day today, so we're not hopping into a beer, but I'll certainly be doing it as soon as the work day ends. So thanks to our friends at Burnley Brewing. Um, also, our Patreons, I've got to do the Mark Andrews helmet break. I'm going to do that tomorrow. So good luck to everyone there. You're also obviously a box of beer and a stubby holder on the line as well from Burnley Brewing. So everyone who is a patron, thank you for signing up. Um I have got the helmet for this month. I'll announce it next week. Um, just want to wait and make sure I've got it in my hands before I say what it is, just because shipping and everything at the moment is a bit nuts. So I want to make sure I've got it in my hands next week. So I'll wait for that. But I can tell you it's a very cool mini helmet for next week, an old school player, a really cool little little, little lid, Hall of Fame guy. So i um, really excited, but I'll announce that. I'll probably announce it tomorrow, actually, on the um, Patreon break. So get on there, sign up, 10 bucks a month, chance to win a signed um, jersey, helmet, something signed once a month um, for 10 bucks a month. It's a pretty good deal. Or a box of beer and a stubby holder from Burnley Brewing. And I can tell you, Burnley Brewing is not your Carlton draft. You pick up for 40 bucks a slab at the um, at the service station or at the bottle shop, depending on where you are. Um, it is a legit beer and it's bloody delicious. So make sure you get around that. Richie, let's launch into it, mate. A couple of weeks ago now, or a week ago or so now, the Jets pulled the trigger 
They traded Sam Darnold to the Panthers. They got a conditional second-round pick um, for next year and a third-round pick for this year, I believe. Um, what's your thoughts? Who's the winners and losers from this trade? Usually with trades of the NFL, the, the, it's always wherever the best player ends up mm. uh, tends to be your winner. Um, this one, because it's only picks coming back the other way, like, I think this is good for, for both teams. One, the Jets have clearly decided with their number two pick they're going to draft a quarterback. So if they were to, to do this earlier, then yeah, Sam Darnold becomes worthless. Yeah. yeah, absolutely worthless. So you got to do it beforehand, but then everybody kind of knows you're looking to get out of it, you know? <laughs> so it, it, it makes it tough. I think getting a second-round pick and a fourth-round pick, people are going to say for a former number one overall, that's not very much, but he also hasn't been that good. So he, I guess well, he's just, been terrible. In the past three yeah. years, he's the 29th-ranked quarterback out of 34 in, um, in, in, yeah. in, in most metrics. So he's yep. been dreadful. And, you know, we talk about winners and losers. The, the losers here are the Jets. They drafted this guy with the third overall pick three years ago, and he's gone. Um, it's an incredible waste of resources. So, Well, could, they, they're great at wasting resources. Have a look at all their first round picks. They're all gone. They're practically all gone. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They are absolutely terrible at it. And I, I just... I don't know. There, there is the real losers, um, and it's a shame. I, I think, I was surprised. I thought the Jets, just knowing what value that pick has in this year's draft, the second pick, I would. I think, and all the reports are they're going to take um, the kid. What's his name again? Um, Wilson, Wilson out of BYU. The, or they're going to take him with a second overall pick. I think taking him is just as big a risk as sticking with Sam Darnold. It's 100%. The only difference is he's at the start of his contract. Yeah. Like, that's literally the only difference. You- and, you know, it's um, it, it's an indictment on that organization that you couldn't get, you know, the best out of... Yeah, out of a pick that high, especially a quarterback. But at the same time, we both know 60% of quarterbacks taken in the first round don't work out. They just don't. So that one stayed true to form and they're going to try again. You you just look at the draft that year though. Like just going to rattle off some numbers. It went Baker and then Saquon and then they took Darnold at three. Just some names after. Denzel Ward, Pro Bowl corner. Bradley Chubb, Pro Bowl defensive end. Quentin Nelson, who's arguably the best offensive lineman in the league. Some would argue the best player in the league. Josh Allen of the uh, the Bills. Roquan Smith. Minka Fitzpatrick. Vita Vea. Um, Deron Payne. Colton Miller. A starting tackle. Tremaine Edwards. Derwin James. Gia Alexander. Leighton Van Der Esch. Frank Ragnow. Like, this was... Lamar Jackson at the back of the first round. Like, yeah. There were some that's, great that's, players they that, missed. That's the only one that you can really hang on them. They needed a quarterback. Yeah. You know, simple as that. So they took, and who arguably probably still might be really good. It's just a terrible organization. You know, imagine that was Baker there. Yeah. Or it'd, Lamar Jackson. It'd be would, the would, same would, situation. would their careers have failed? Well, has Adam Gase done anything ever good as a coach? And this is this is the thing. So, are you talking about, you know, a talented player who's turned up in a bad situation, 
that happens all the time. Like you and I are going to, when we watch the draft in a couple of weeks time, whoever the Lions take, we're going to go, oh, feel bad for that guy. Oh, well, when he gets to the end of his four years, he can leave. Yeah. Like they, they, they're, gonna, they're probably going to burn him or, or do, you know, there aren't many people who are talented enough to overcome that. No. No, it's, yeah. It, it's like, pe- it's, People like Megatron can. We're going to gush at almost every guy taken <laughs> in the draft, yet, you know, we, we know half of them are going to end up being no good. Like, yeah, and it's not round. necessarily their fault. It's it's, no, it's where they end up. Yeah, look, it's interesting. As, as for the Panthers, that <clears throat> tells me they're all but done with Teddy Bridgewater. I think they'll let them compete, but you know, this is a move. Um, they were kind of the team that was talked a lot about with Deshaun Watson, which we'll talk about Deshaun Watson later. But they were the guy, they talked a lot about trying to get him, but um, you know, couldn't <laughs> yeah. uh, just because the resources. So they've kind of settled. I can't believe they gave up a second round pick for him. I know it's conditional, but yeah, I, I think who, who well starts week one for them? Sam Darnold. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think I'm and, I'm super confident about it too. And that division is whilst it's it's a deep pool at one end, obviously with Tampa, but the rest of that swimming pool is pretty shallow. Yeah, you know, Atlanta, Atlanta aren't that loses. good. And 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 obviously with, with Breeze moving on, you know, the the Saints are a little vulnerable. So yeah, it'll be interesting. It's not the toughest division in the NFL, that's for sure. No, absolutely not. Um, let's move on. Alex Smith retires after 16 seasons. Guy was taken number one overall to the 49ers. Got you know completely destroyed as an early 49ers player. Finally kind of came into his own, started playing well, and then Colin Kaepernick came along and railed him out of a job once he got hurt. He then goes to the Chiefs, spends a few years there, performs at a really high level there. Um, really high is probably a little bit too much, but performs at a good level. He was kind of the ultimate game manager throughout his career. That's how I'll kind of look back at him as. If you had a good team around him, he could be super successful. But, you know, you needed that. He wasn't going to carry the team for you. Um, and then he ends up at Washington, obviously has that horrific, horrific leg injury, um, comes back, plays last year, which is just... An amazing, amazing feat. We've gone through it a hundred times, but an incredible feat and decides that, you know, he's done this year. I, I think we said a few times last year, Richie, that he just wants to finish that last come back and show he could do it again. Um, and he did show that. And I think that's why he's decided to hang up the boots now. He knows he's not going to be the starter in Washington. Um, and I think he's, yeah, 16 seasons. It's nothing to sneeze at as an NFL player. And he's had some really, really real, real highs and some real lows, but overall a pretty good career. Yeah, even um, I think he said him coming back actually ruined Washington's plans. Like they didn't think he would have would have come back to, to play in a game, let alone start one for them down the stretch after they had their quarterback issues. Um, so it, it's a really... Um, it's a really kind of cool story. I mean, this is 16 seasons in the NFL for Alex Smith. Um, you know, passing for something like 35,000 yards in his career. Um, now, I'm not going to talk about his completion co- percentage because, you know, I'm just going to call check down Charlie. He hated pushing <laughs> the ball down the field. Um, but, you know, this is a guy who had a hell of a career. Yeah, He earned something like $189 million. You had a great career over his career. So, Sixteen years in the NFL is incredible. Yeah, and and he and he had some really cool moments. I mean, his Hall of Fame, of course not. But yeah, you know, this is a guy who is a great servant to the game. 
if he was on your team, you're always going to be in it. He would never lose it for you. Yeah. Um, but he was always below that that top echelon of guys. And I'm stoked he was able to come back from that injury because there was times there where he nearly lost that leg. Yeah, it's, like, it's an incredible... We don't want to go into that story too much. It's a long story. But if you don't know that story, Google Alex Smith leg injury and look at it. It is. He had something like... Was it nine surgeries or something like that? It It's a crazy number. Yeah, like a, it's a genuinely insane. crazy number. I wish I knew it off the top of my head. But um, I think it's even more than what you just suggested then. Like it is a lot. And I'm pretty sure there's an, there's an ESPN doco on it, um, which I think is pretty easy to find. So yeah. it's um, worth watching. check it out see. because it's four, I'm 17. Just, I just found it. 17, 17 surgeries. Nuts. You know, and I'm just, I'm just like, thinking back to like- Over nine months. Whenever a guy retires like Alex Smith, I like to think of like a moment that I was, you know, that I can remember. And I can remember 2011, it was when the Niners first kind of got good again in that era, that Harbrow era. They went 13-3 and three and they, in the division title against the Saints, late in the game, that throw to Vernon Day. Remember that game with the Saints where it was just touchdown, 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 back and forth in that last quarter. And he threw that strike across the middle to Vernon Davis, similar, similar to the T.O. catch. And they called it the catch mm-hmm. two. And Vernon Davis caught that ball, got drilled, but scored the touchdown. And he was crying as he left the field and they ended up winning that game. And then going to the Super Bowl where the lights turned off and all that. But, you know, that moment, like, that that was incredible. And he was a part of that. And, like, you know, that's what I like to remember. Like, what, what, do I rem- what, what will I remember the most? Anytime anyone mentions Alex Smith's name, I will think, remember that throw he threw to Vernon Davis over the middle between five guys he squeezed it in to win that game. Like, if you're a 49ers fan, you should think back and you know and 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 smile when you think of that because they, they were great moments, whether they won the Super Bowl or not. They were great moments. So, um, yeah, congratulations! A terrific career for Alex Smith, and uh, yeah, super impressive for him to come back last year. And you know, I'm glad he kind of settled that and can move on to what's next with all that money he's made from the NFL. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking, we're, we're, we're going to stay on retirements. Julian Edelman, or Julian Pedelman, as I like to call him, has retired. Um, again, thinking of you know moments, this guy will probably never get quite the respect he deserves as a player. Um, and I, I almost think it's fair. Like I, he's not a Hall of Famer, but one thing you can not take away from him is his runs in the playoffs were yeah. second to only Jerry Rice. Now, was he as good at Jer- as Jerry Rice? Absolutely not. No way was he as talented. You know, this guy was a, an undrafted guy. He was a quarterback out of Kent State. Um, no one wanted him around, and he just, like, you know, his story is quite incredible. Um, he basically ratted his way onto a team, buddied up to Tom Brady, and did everything he needed to do to keep himself alive on that team and turned into a terrific player. You know, six, um, 6,800 uh, receiving yards, 36 touchdowns. He was a good returner over his career. You know, 12 NFL seasons, but I think what I'll remember this guy for were his playoff runs. That catch in the Super Bowl over the middle, um, you know, where he almost hit the ground. He got his fingers under it and they end up winning. Like, there were some insane moments in his career. And I guess, where do you think he ranks in sort of wide receiver categories, Rich? Um, oh, look, pretty low. Um, Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you almost look, he, want him to be higher, don't you? Yeah. Look, there's one thing. I mean, this guy started his first college. He was in, in JUCO. 
Yeah. Like at the College of San Mateo or something. I was looking that up was the it? other day College when he retired. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, he managed to convert over to wide receiver. And as you rightly pointed out, he was exceptional in, in, in the postseason. You know, he... Receptions, yards, touch whatever metrics you want to look at in, in the playoffs were amazing. He was a big game player. Um, and, yeah, that's the thing he'll be really fondly remembered in, in New England and being a part of, I think, three Super Bowl teams off the top of my head. I um, think he won in 14. He won in 16. 16 and 18. And he won in 18 where he was the MVP. Yeah. So, yeah. No. Mr. Season no due to injury or, or anything like that. So the, the, the seasons between 16 and 18, 2017 season, he, he missed for a, a knee injury. He didn't play that whole yeah. year. Early in his career, he also, he would fill in as a D-back for them as well when they needed it. Um, just just a football player, you know? New Orleans Patriots all-decades team for the, for the 2010s, you know, which is good. He's a Super Bowl MVP, three-time champion. You know, Great career. And I guess the question's always going to be, you know, when these guys retire. And I, I'm pretty sure I know your answer, Rich, and I think you're in, in line with me. Is he a Hall of Famer? No. Was he ever top I mean, five at his position, in your opinion, in any one no, season? No, no, he wasn't. And I, and I don't think, like, he'd even struggle to be a finalist. I think he would too. I, I, I would I think, really like... And, and, and I, like of the expansion, I like him a lot. If, if, he, if he was able to get into the Hall of Fame... I, w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't carry on about it. Like, it wouldn't bother me. But I don't think he's eligible for it. I just don't. No. And the hard thing with the Hall of Fame is, like basketball, everyone gets in because there's only twelve guys on a roster, and and they take, I think they take five every year. Yeah. Now, the problem is, the NFL or sorry, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, they only take five each, but there's fifty three people on every roster. So it's a lot, like, you've got to be genuinely elite to get in. Like, I'm going to run off some names who are not in it. Mm-hmm. Tory Holt, yeah. Gary Clark, Andre Risen, mm-hmm. Wes Chandler, Mark Clayton, Jimmy Smith, Sterling Sharp, Otis Taylor, for God's sake, if you want to go back far enough. Shepard um, from, was it, is it Shepard who played for the Packers for a long time? Yeah. There's, there's um, so many guys. And like, so like he, he played 12 seasons, Rich. How many thousand yard seasons do you reckon he had in 12 years? Oh, I'm looking at his stats, so I'm cheating. Oh. I know the answer. I know the answer is three. So three. And um, the most touchdowns he ever scored in a season was seven. Yeah, look, he was awesome in the playoffs, no question. If there's but, a playoff Hall of yeah, Fame, sign me up. Yeah, he's in it, and he's probably in your old playoff team. Yeah, but there's not. Yeah, the way the Pro Football Hall of Fame set up, he just won't be able to get in. Yeah, no chance. I agree. I agree. Um, but either way. Congratulations. Terrific career. Uh, three Super Bowls. You know, Tom Brady. I, I'm not going to be surprised if he ends up in Tampa. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. I don't know if it's it. No. I don't I know if not. this is it. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure. But the bottom line is he... Um, yeah, I, just just a little bit of breaking news. Um, Ex-Cowboys, D-End, Olden Smith, uh, who's a free agent that can't get signed, has an arrest warrant for him for second-degree battery in Louisiana. The guy who was famously, yeah, famously suspended for drug-related and personal conduct policy violations back in 2011, didn't play for a few years, is uh, 
It's it said it's hard to defend a guy who's got a track record like that. I'll, I'll leave it for now, but he's got an arrest warrant out for him, which means I would say, even though he had a solid year last year for the for the Cowboys, I would say his um his days are up in the NFL. Yeah. Um, something a little bit fun, Richie, that we were having a bit of a joke about before. I thought I'd put it in the podcast. So news circulating that Kevin James is uh, to play Sean Payton in a movie about Bounty Gate. Where in this movie, and I don't know if this is factual or not, it's been approved by Sean Payton apparently. Um, it's a Netflix movie where it's about when Sean Payton got suspended and he goes and reassesses his life and becomes the coach of his son's high school football team. <laughs> it's a Happy Madison production, which of course is Adam Sandler's um, production company. I think I couldn't work out, and we had this discussion before, if it was a joke or not. It's real. I'll be honest. But- when you said you were putting it on the rundown, I'm like, wasn't that a meme? Like, no, I, I, I th- didn't realize it was serious. I think it's real. I, I, it's definitely real from what I can read, unless all these news reporters are like in on it, like USA Today and that sort of stuff. But there's some legit people reporting on it. So I think it's real. Um, and yeah. I, I, is that what he did during Bounty Gate? Did he coach his son's high school team? I just thought he went to CrossFit every day and got massively jacked. No. Like remember he came back from that, yeah. that year off and he was absolutely jacked. Yeah, because he had nothing to do. Can you imagine like a coach like that, how like bored he would have been? He would he would be spending twelve hours a day at the same facility every day and then just to be like, uh yeah, no, you can't do anything. <laughs> like just the lifestyle change. But either way, I you know, it's a it's a happy Madison movie with Kevin James in it, so it's gonna be exactly what you think it's gonna be. <laughs> will it will it be entertaining? Probably. <laughs> it's like will it will it be good? Look, I'm, I'm always not. I'm always for more football movies. So. Yeah, football movies. Sign me up. You're you're a big fan of Rudy. I I know that you think it's a terrific movie and you know a very underrated guy in the history of sport. You can't wind me up today. I'm in too good a mood. <laughs> what if I told you that Alex Smith has the second best completion percentage in the history of the NFL? I actually knew that already. <laughs> Damn it. If those two can't it's... wind you up, I'm out. I can't. I can't do this. <laughs> um, let's let's move on to something a little less uh, cheerful. Deshaun Watson. I don't think he's going to be traded anywhere, and at this point, I don't think he'll be playing football in 2021. To be perfectly honest, his case has now become a criminal investigation. Um, he has 22 lawsuits against him. Uh, a couple of the accusers have now come out and revealed themselves. Um, one of the young ladies did, you know, a fairly heartbreaking press conference about what happened. Um, and he's in he's in real trouble. Yeah, now that he's... Um He's he's facing criminal charges. This is obviously just getting worse and worse and worse for him. Um, quite frankly, I'm at the point now that there's so there's so much smoke. Um, that there's there's clearly a, a fire here, um, and the things he's done are, are, are pretty gross. Um, and I think he's going to have to face the music for it, which will almost guarantee nobody is going to is going to trade for him. And he has two options. He can either hope and pray that Houston will let him play for them. 
I don't think they're going to have oh, a choice. Oh, he's going to be suspended for the year. Yeah, Roger's going to come in and destroy this. I'll just read a quick statement from his lawyer, Rusty Harden. Great name. Um, Today, we answered the lawsuits filed against our client, Deshaun Watson. Harden said in a statement Monday, Mr. Watson was adamant that he did not engage in any improper conduct, and we strongly believe him. Therefore, the answer to the question of whether we are saying that all 22, 22 plaintiffs are lying about the allegations of sexual misconduct by Mr. Watson is a resounding yes. I will apologise till I'm blue in the face if all 22 of these women are lying. That is one of the biggest disgraces in the history of human civilization. But I just can't believe that 22 people would lie about this and be in on it together. What do they gain out of it? He can't pay 22 of them off. He can't afford it. Exactly. Uh, I'm pretty much... Um, in agreement with you, uh, there's no way that you could go into the, the city of Houston and, and find 22 people to lie, each have their own little story. Um, but there's pictures and text messages. And, and that's what I'm saying. Half of these women have still got all the messages and all the rest of it. So I just found something else as well. This was a response from the, from the 22 plaintiffs' lawyers, Tony Busby, another good name. Lawyers with great names in America. Um, as fully anticipated and despite his lawyer's previous statements, Deshaun Watson's only defence is to call these brave women liars, Busby said. The weak and vague allegations made in defendant's response are demonstrably false. Watson can deny he sought out an unusual high number of women for massages on Instagram. He doesn't deny he insisted on being nude or nearly nude. He can't deny the massage sessions occurred. He can't deny he wanted more than a massage and he hasn't and he hasn't credibility de- credibly denied that something bad happened during the session. He instead claims that the sexual acts were consensual. Of course, his, de- his definition of consent doesn't com- com- comfort with what everyone else... or comport with, what, with that of everyone else. I have faith that the court process will sort out the truth as these matters progress. So basically, he's, he's not saying that he didn't do any of this shit. He's saying that they wanted him to, which... That's a completely different story. Like, if that's going to be your defense, then you. The best thing that Jadavian Clowney could do, Jadavian Clowney, I read the next section, that Deshaun Watson could do right now is come out and go, Yep, I did it. I didn't think I was doing the wrong thing. Clearly, I have. I want to make this right. I admit that I've done the wrong thing and I didn't realize, and I want to sit down and work this out. That is the best thing he can do right now because if this goes to court, like this is going to, he's going to destroy him. He needs to fall on his sword and fall on it real quick. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know what he can do at this point. Like this is going to end up in the courts. And he's gonna get as suspended. you said, what he, his idea of consensual him. might be and what, what these women clearly think it is. I just, yeah. As you said, you and I read many of these complaints and I only got about five into it and I was like, oh. They're all the same. kind of gross. He messaged them on Instagram, organized a massage. They said, oh, great, Deshaun Watson, this is going to be great for my business. He got them there. He stripped himself naked and said, I like to get massages naked. And they said, okay, cool, lay down, put the towel over you. Then he would flip over, show them his penis, get them to touch his penis, I don't know what then happened on then. I don't know whether you know they had consented to it because that was so uncomfortable. Some reports said that the women left and said, "I'm not. This is wrong," and left. 
Um, but he's got now 22 women saying the same, literally, word for word, identical stories. Like, I'm sorry, that just doesn't happen. Like, clearly you've done something wrong. And whether you think it's wrong or not is not the point. And this is the big thing at the moment with the way women are treated. And I said, as we've talked before, Richie, you've got a young daughter, I've got two young daughters. You know, this this needs to get better. Consent just just can't be. Oh, I made them feel so uncomfortable, so they did so they did what I wanted to do because I'm a six foot four guy that could you know physically intimidate them. That's not good enough anymore. Putting women in that position is not good enough anymore. And he knows. He everyone knows that that's not that's not right. It's not it's not the way to handle things. And he's he's in real trouble. And you know what? He's going to get pretty much what he deserves. Unfortunately, unfortunately for the Texans yeah. and himself. Fortunately for the women, he should get what he deserves here. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be uh, seeing much football in 2021, that's he's, for sure. At minimum, a season-long suspension should be should be in place. Um, unless It'll he be starts to, to see, do the, the right the NFL, Yeah, the, the NFL in the past has never really acted on civil suits. Like, Antonio Brown's got a civil suit hanging over his head. Did all last year. Mm. And the NFL um, didn't suspend him or do anything... But this, um, but this is criminal now. About this one. But yes, once it goes criminal, they tend to go early and not necessarily wait for the outcome because their reasoning is, well, if the police believe there's enough here to prosecute, then we believe there's enough here for us to suspend. That's yeah. sort of been their MO in the past. Whereas um, civil cases, they tended to wait for the outcome of yeah, those before absolutely. acting. So it, it, it's interesting. And... If people aren't sure what the difference those two things are in the American system, they can go check it out. It won't take long. Um, but that tends to be what the, the NFL's MO has been this year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look, it's he's in real trouble. and We don't want to harp on about this every week, but just, dude, just, just do fucking better, guys. Seriously, just do better. Like, don't fucking do it. If you think a girl's interesting, you just ask her. Don't be a weirdo that bloody gets naked in front of him. Just, just don't be weird. Don't be a creep. Like shit. Go on a date. Yeah. Like a normal person. Take out for dinner first. Like fucking hell. It shouldn't. We shouldn't have to be explaining this like to men. Like it's, it's insane to me. So anyway, move on. Let's move on to some good news. And I hope your wife is around, Richie. Cleve, um, Cleveland Browns signed Jadavian Clowney. This, in my opinion, is a terrific move. It gives Miles Garrett an absolute running partner on the other side of the field. They're very strong inside. For the first time in a couple of seasons, or since Clowney was at the Texans with a prime JJ Watt, they're not relying on what on on Clowney. He can just come in and give him what he's going to give him. He's not the main guy. He's just a piece to add. And I love this move. I love it. One year deal. I think it's a great move. Uh, I'm inclined to agree. And for the Browns, as we've been talking about for them, it's just been about collecting talent, collecting talent, collecting talent. This is a one-year deal. They already know what it was going to cost to sign their draft class. They knew how much they had left over. Um, And to make a move like this, he only needs to be good to have an impact for them. Because they've got Miles Garrett, who he, he could go into the stratosphere this year if he keeps heading the way he has been. And then have a guy like Clowney, who's never going to get double teamed anytime Garrett's on the field. It's dynamite. Plus, hopefully he can make make an impact. Sheldon Richardson, another first-round pick of the Jets we talked about earlier. (laughs) He's he's a a handy inside player. It just makes everyone better. 
And you know what? It's a, it's a one-year deal. It's ten million, so it's not a cheap deal that they're paying him for his services. But it's one year. They've got the money. They've committed to him. If, if even if during the preseason, if he if he's an idiot or not not doing the right thing, just cut him. Yeah, cut, cut him before the final fifty-three. Oh, I'm actually you wrong. Sheldon, Sheldon Richardson got released. Um, oh god! Oh, it was only six hours ago. So give me a break. I missed it. Um, but he said there's rumors that they, he could return. They were trying to they were trying to salary cut. Oh, the way they're they're a good team. They've got a lot of good players, and he's just another strong piece to add. I'm I hate this because you know how much I hate getting on bandwagon, but or like on the hype. But I feel like the hype is real for the Browns right now because they performed so well last year. I feel like they're not hype. I feel like they're actually a good team that are making some really smart moves. They're well coached. Their organization seems to just sorted some stuff out. It's amazing. You just nail a couple of draft picks and how your organization can shift. Like three years ago, they lost every game. Yeah. It, it really is incredible how um, yeah, how that front office has turned it around. And it wasn't all by the current um, Glenn Dorsey had a lot of administration either. Exactly. Glenn Dorsey was there first um, and he kind of got the ball going in the right direction. But his, his MO is he's never had an issue signing somebody with some issues in their past. Um, yeah. and, and he did that a little bit at the Browns. But since Andrew Berry has got there, he is one of the finest GMs in the league. Like he is really good. He's a young guy. He's only like, I think he's like 35 or something like that. Um, he could be there for a long time, and who knows what he could build there. Um, and and geez, thirty-four like, years old. Like what Jesus a good hire. Christ. Andrew Berry is not even a year and a half older than me. Yeah, the only difference is he went to Harvard, and but you went to Carey. The <laughs> only difference. That's the only difference between <laughs> us. It's not he's just like a super smart guy. That's obviously very good at football operations. Uh, he only went to Harvard. I'm I'm great at Madden, so like I can sign guys like the best of us because I don't care about the salary cap. Because by the time the first season's finished, I've had enough of that team. I start a new one. <laughs> His, if anyone, um, there was a a mini, uh, I guess you'd call it a mini hard knocks that the Browns did last it was year. Excellent. Alongside, yeah, along it was, it's on YouTube. Um, it was really good. Okay. Making the Browns or building the Browns, yeah, building the like Browns. That. Was the New York Jets did did one too that was really good. To be honest, they the few teams yeah, are doing it now. They're actually they're being done with their local um, NBC affiliate. Um, it's easy to find. It's really easy to find it on um, on YouTube. It's really good. The insight um, on Andrew Berry and on Skafanski, it, it's really good. It, um, I, I'm all over the Browns. Yes, there is a Browns fan in my house, but. They they're so loaded with talent. Like I'll be picking them to win their division this year for sure. Yeah, I think the Steelers are going to drop off. I Baltimore, uh, the the big one. They're either going to be really good, or I think they'll drop right off. Um, I got a lot of questions about them. Not yeah. as many as I got about the Steelers, but <clears throat> I'm leaning. And then you know what? The the Bengals could surprise a lot of people because if Burrow's really good. If he's really it's all good about his knee. and they nail a draft pick this year again, like say they say they get Smith or Waddle or someone like that, some like or Pitts, or you know, even get Sewell, the, the left tackle who becomes an elite left tackle for them, they've only got to nail a couple of picks this year and they're right back in it. Like we've seen how quickly things turn. 
if their coaching yeah. is good, which we don't know yet because the talent's not there, I guess. Yeah. My, my biggest concern is, is Burrow going to be ready for week one? I know mm. we talk about ACLs only being nine <laughs> months now. Um, but, you know, he did tear his ACL and the MCL. I'm sure he's doing everything that you have to do these days to, to be ready. He's, he's, al- he's already throwing. It's a big ask to come back from an ACL and be ready to go. Sure, we've seen freaks do it, um, like Adrian Peterson, who came back from a really short time. But, you know, the first game, apparently it would be exactly nine months. I, I remember reading somewhere. Oh, so yeah, that's, tough. that's a short time. I don't think he'll be ready. If they lose, you know, I don't even know what their schedule. Oh, of course, schedule's not out yet. But yeah. if they were, you know, if they start, you know, two and three, before he can go, the season's kind of away from them, or, or worse, one and four. In that division in particular, because I think there's exactly going couple, there's going to be definitely a couple of ten win teams there. Yeah, I think the Burrows, uh, the Burrows, <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals are probably um, you know another year away. They need another a couple of drafts of collecting talent to put around Burrow, and I mean, I'll be excited for him for twenty twenty two as long as they keep adding talent. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the brands. though. Clowney, great signing and, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty high on the brands to be honest. You know, it's it's weird how quickly they've turned it around, but good on them, good on them. Um, that's it, Rich. Can you believe it? 37 minutes. We've done it. We, we said it'll probably just be a shorter show this week and normally we say that then it goes for an hour, but... <laughs> We've done it this week. Um, as I said, next week we will be doing our massive draft preview. The boys from the draft show will be on. Um, sorry, why do I keep saying the draft show? The boys from the College Football Podcast will be on. Um, we'll talk. We'll talk all draft, the whole show, who we like, who we don't like. Um, we're not going to do a mock draft. If you want a mock draft, go to four thousand and eighty websites that have done them there's no need for us to do one um and then obviously next friday we will have our all day live stream going for the draft we'll be announcing every pick um talking about every pick as we go all the boys from the vault will be in and out during the day um which we're super excited about richie i know you're we love draft day it's the best it's hope for everyone and every now and then your team like the giants screw it up like they did last year. But Can you believe out of the four as a general rule, the one they got the one that sucked. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Um, <laughs> uh, normally for all of us, it's the day of hope yeah. and regeneration, and you can sell yourself on whoever you end up with. There's a um, wild trade that makes you think, "Oh my god, this is it! We've just done it! We're back!" Yep, there's a walkout moment most years. Yep. It's great. It, it, it really is great. I can't wait. I, I I honestly think I think Mac Jones is going to go three. I think it's going to happen. I think they're going to do it. I'm it sure so seems that way. I don't. It. I'm so worried about it. Why does everyone hate just... Justin Fields? Yeah, I've I've been trying to dig into it a lot more because because it was blowing my mind at the moment. Like. Yeah, because it was a compressed college year and, and a whole range of other things. It was yeah, but it was a weird old year. But they're going nuts about the guys, the Bison quarterback, the Division Two quarterback who played one game last year. Yeah, exactly. Fields who has so, a who has a ton of tape that's better. I oh, it blows, and we'll talk this all next week. But I'm really, really, I think someone's going to get an absolute steal with Justin Fields. I really believe it. 
This could be similar. Like, I don't think it would be. This could be similar to the Lamar Jackson year when he fell. I was about to say the same thing. Like, it he feels could like fall to the back of the Lamar to it. Yeah. Because, yeah, I don't know. You and I loved Lamar Jackson. Loved we just him. couldn't comprehend why he wasn't higher. Yeah. Um, it, it's going to be. Um, it's going to be interesting, that's for sure. Absolutely. Well, that's it for us today. Um, thank you to our friends at Burnley Brewing. Absolutely love your work, guys. Um, as I said, Patreon break will be tomorrow. If you want to sign to our Patreon, click in the description down below. You'll see the link. 10 bucks a month gets you access to um, the break. We break a signed piece of memorabilia. Um, so this this month was a Mark Andrews signed Baltimore Ravens helmet. I will announce the next month's one or the end of this month's one tomorrow. And um, then we've got um, also the second prize is a is a box of Burnley Brewing beers and a stubby holder. And stubby holders are actually really cool. So um, get your hands on one of them. But thank you to our current patrons. And yeah, if you can sign up to it, it goes a long way to help in the studio. It really does help the studio. So we appreciate all of them. Um, Richie, thank you, mate. Looking forward to next week with the draft. Um, thanks for being My on the show. Absolute as always. pleasure. And uh, you'll um, you'll hear from us next week, everybody.